Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse DePlant is here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. In 1974, I was at the Indianapolis 500, and I heard a man say, gentlemen, start your engine. Boy, and I'll never forget that as long as I ever lived. Johnny Rutherford won that Indianapolis 500 race. Well, I want to talk about a sermon today, and this is part one of it, called Listen to Your Engines. What are your engines? Your engines are your words. Do you realize that your words are more powerful than anything on earth? Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on, get a pencil and paper. I want you to take some notes. You need to learn to listen to your engines. Because when you hear what you're saying, you're going to find out exactly why you're living the way you're living, why things are happening. Watch this and be blessed. I'd like you to go with me to the book of 2 Timothy. That's right past 1 Timothy. Chapter 1, 2 Timothy, chapter 1, and I want to start reading some very familiar scripture. This letter was written to Timothy. You don't expect to get a letter from a guy in prison. I mean, they're beating him up, but he just writes wonderful things for, to Timothy because he loves Timothy, his uh, protege, his spiritual son in the faith and and, and I want to start with verse 1 of 2 Timothy chapter 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Now, I do that for my spiritual sons and daughters too. Greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears. So Timothy was a crier. That I may be filled with joy. I had the opportunity <laughs> to go to the marriage. What do they call that thing? The marriage? Uh, uh, something. What do they call it? Yeah. And they played a couple of games and you had to read a, <laughs> you had to read a poem to your wife or, or whatever. And uh, it was a really great dinner, wonderful dinner, and uh, a blessing of the Lord. And they played a couple of games. And uh, when I read that, I thought about it. We have, a, we have a crier here in our church and it's Brother Joy. Lord Jesus, man. So he's going to read to Tannis this thing. And he goes, Tannis, he buzz out crying. I said, what's wrong with the boy? <laughs> he's going to have to suck it up, man. Come on, son. But I tell you what, he couldn't get through it. And it blessed everybody, including me. Well, would you do that? Never. <laughs> Look at that. <Kathy. laughs> you know? But that was a wonderful thing. And he said, I, he said, he did say, I'm a crier. And I thought, oh, you know what? I've seen people cry. That's all right. But it was really something. And I thought about when I read this this morning, I said, if I was writing a jaw, I'd, I'd be mindful of his tears. <laughs> What's that? He's filled with joy. Of course, Tanner's just love it. See, she's looking at him and said, do it again. Just do it again. <laughs> Kathy hit me in the, in the rib and said, learn something. <laughs> I mean, and the men were singing to their wives and Lord, I mean, even Ron Fortune, man, he, he sang, man, he sounded like a brother. He really did. You ought to see him. He go, hey, huh? I said, get down with your bad self, Ron. 
I thought he, I thought he, I thought he was gonna sing a country song, Hank Williams. You know, he liked that country music. Nothing wrong with that. It was a blessing. Then this brother, he sang. I mean, they were singing. It was just amazing. It, it was good. So I, but I thought, what a nice thing that people love each other. Don't you think? So give all the married people a hand clap in here. Oh, and I got what a blessing of the Lord. So, Joy, we are mindful of your tears. <laughs> I want to go to verse 8. Now, he's writing this. He says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who hath saved us, called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. You ought to underline that in your Bible, before the world began. Verse 10, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Watch this now. Who hath, he's already done this, abolished death and have brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I'm appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer or permit these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. Notice that's past tense. And persuaded. Duh, that's past tense. That he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And then I'm going to read one more verse. Can you remember or do you know what you have committed to God in your life? Have you ever thought about what you, I mean, you may have given your life, you, you're born again. But what else have you done to, to draw closer to him? Now, verse 13 is where I want to get to. It says, hold fast the form of sound words or the pattern, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Hold fast the form sound words or the pattern when you speak. In 1974, in Indianapolis, Indiana, I went to the Indianapolis 500 car race. There was 300,000 people in the stands going all the way around the oval track and 100,000 people in the center with their RVs and trailers. It's, it's actually the biggest place that you can have a crowd between, uh, you know, the uh, bleachers as well as the, uh, you know, the, 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 inside, the inside of it. And uh, Johnny Rutherford won the Indy 500 that year. I'll never forget it, 1974. I got to walk into Gasoline Alley and I met A.J. Foyt, Mario Moretti, I think I think it was his name, with all these uh, great car drivers. But I heard a, a, a sound and I heard a speaker or an announcer say, gentlemen, start your engines. You heard, I want to talk about the engines of your life. I want to talk about the words that you speak or engines. So ladies and gentlemen, instead of start, listen to your engines. That's the title of this message. Listen to your engines. Because you see, what comes out of your mouth is who you are. 
You understand? And he told Timothy, you're going to have tribulations, but hold fast the form of sound words. In other words, the words that you say will produce things beyond human reasoning. Because see, these words are the engines of your life. And we need to listen to them. So when you speak, you need to hear what you're saying. So I want to deal with that. So title again is, ladies and gentlemen, listen to your engines. Now I want you to write this down, point one. Sound words produce an uplift and is the foundation of the welfare of the church. Churches only split when people start talking nasty words, unsound words. People start fighting when unsound words begin to come out of their mouth. Sound words produce an uplift and is the foundation of the welfare of the church. Or in other words, when you speak sound words, it takes care of the church and it lifts people up. If you see someone sick, you look at them and say, I'd like to pray for you because Jesus said by his stripes, you were, you are, you are, you am, or if you're in South Louisiana, you is healed. We're not denying what we see. We're not denying what we feel. We're speaking a sound word. See, and that uplifts people and makes a foundation for the welfare of the church. When you understand that, that by his stripes you were healed, or for God so loved the world, these are sound words. He's saying, Timothy, never speak nothing else, no matter what's happening in life. I've had a lot of people tell me, Brother Jesse, in all these years you've never changed. Let me tell you why. Because I won't go to unsound words. I stick with the words that are sound. God's word is true. Write this down. Sound words are the center of doctrinal unity. Sound words are the center of doctrinal unity to the church. Why? Because it exhibits the truth in a consistent light. You must be consistent in everything you do. Your wife wants to consistently, she wants to know that you love her consistently. Even when she doesn't have the makeup on. Even when everything's going wrong, that don't change anything. Let me say it again. Sound words are the center of doctrinal unity to the church because it exhibits the truth in its consistent, in a consistent light. The word of God should comfort you in every area. That's why I believe in the rapture. Some people don't, but I do. Why? Because Paul said, comfort yourself with these words. These are sound words. See, and when you can believe in something that's unbelievable because you have committed to him everything in your life, it may be unbelievable, it may be impossible, but it's doable because it's founded on sound words. Are y'all enjoying this already? These are the engines of your life. Let me say it again. I'm going to read the first point. Sound words produce an uplift and is the foundation of the welfare of the church. The church sits on sound words. Sound words are the center of doctrinal unity to the church because it exhibits the truth in a consistent light. 
See, when I built this place, I, I refused to change my words. I read something in the book of Romans that said, oh, no man, anything but to love him. So I said, I will build this place debt free. No one at that time in New Orleans had ever built a church debt free or in the New Orleans area. I'm not bragging on that. You know, three banks said I couldn't do it. They couldn't because they were looking at my finances when they should have been looking at my God. But I kept saying, my God, my God shall supply. Not some, not a little bit. And I don't need your help. Not wrong. We, you know, I got a problem with that. Don't misunderstand. What I'm saying was I had committed something that I would not say nothing but sound words. And I listened to that engine in my life. I had many opportunities to fail. I refused to take it. You understand what I'm saying? And when you understand that, I exhibited the truth in a consistent light. And then they, the, the doubters came out to see what we did. And they said this, we can't understand how he did that. Why? Because you see, their engines didn't start. Their engine's battery was now. But my battery was full of power. Because of the engines that were my words, you see. And, it, and I don't change my doctrinal center because it's popular to do so. I still believe sin is wrong. <laughs> and let me say it again. I still believe sin is wrong. I believe if you're living in adultery or fornication, that's wrong. Well, I lost a few right there, did you? Amen. Well, my Lord, if you want to have sex with a woman, why don't you marry the woman? Then knock yourself out. I don't care if you fall down after that. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching. <laughs> I'm just taking these sound words. I'm not criticizing you. I'm speaking a truth. You see, now you don't hear much about that anymore. You, there are a lot of preachers now say you can drink, but you can't get drunk. That's totally contrary to the word of God. I said, are you a preacher? Yeah. But well, the Bible said, if you're a bishop, you're a bishop, which means you're a minister. Yeah. Then you can't have any. What you doing sucking on this and sucking on that? Oh, they don't like that. Hey, I didn't write it. But I certainly live by it. And I refuse to change the soundness of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, it's a doctrinal, it brings doctrinal unity. Unity in what? Me and God. See, the church should be in unity, but it's not. It's in uniformity. Which means I hear you once in a while, but I don't know if I believe everything, but you know, whatever. But unity says, I got your back. Or like La Cosa Nostra, the mafia says, I die with you. Which means it make no difference. We're one. Do you see that? Write this down. When you speak sound words, it is spiritual stability. When you speak sound words, it is spiritual stability. Why? Because it always bring you, brings you to a rallying point. Having done all the stand, stand therefore. Let me say that. When you speak sound words, that's your engines of life now, it is spiritual stability. It always brings you 
to a rallying point. Write this down. Sound words are given for your sake, the church's sake, and the world's sake. Let me say that again. Sound words are your engines that you speak are given for your sake. It tells people who you are. For the church's sake, tells people what you believe. And for the world's sake, you will not move off of it. I've had a lot of people say, you know, I'm not into God. I'm not into, but that Jesse the planners, that's a nice man. That's a fine man. If he ever tell you something, you can take it to the bank. He's going to do what he said. And I don't mean that pridefully, but I'm just saying it's the truth. Why? Because you are your word. If people can separate you from your word, you got problems. If I could separate God Almighty from his word, I would not be a Christian. I'm telling you, in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. I'm going to see this. Him, him and his word are one and the same. Let me say it again. Sound words are given for your sake. So people know who you are. The church's sake and the world's sake. And you got to be able to take the heat or what people want to change you. But when you know something's right, come hell or high water. We've had that in South Louisiana. Hurricane Katrina, we had hell and we had high water. But it didn't change us because you're still here. There are a lot of people move. Wouldn't come back, but not you. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Why? Because stability. You're not going to let nothing run you out of town unless God tells you to go. See, that's sound words. And you need to listen to those. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so important to hear what you're saying. Are the words you're speaking sound? Because words matter. That's how you got saved. Words. Sound words can, number one, uplift. Number two, comfort. Number three, motivate. Number four, encourage. And number five, produce things beyond human reason. That's why Jesus' words were so sound. When he said, my God, when he said something, it happened. They said, never has a man spoke like this man. Because never had a man lived like Jesus lived. Woo, what a blessing. Think about it. God's word is soundest of all. So if you want to say something, say what God says. Say exactly what he says. I mean, take the Bible out, look at it and say, this is what the Lord says. Body, you listen to me and watch what God will do for you. He'll do it spiritually. He'll do it physically. He'll do it financially. But he's got to have engines to work with. What engines? Your words. Can I pray for you right now? Father, in Jesus name, I speak healing and blessing and honor to people that are watching today. People that don't know you, Lord. I ask you to forgive them of their sin, Lord Jesus. Bring them into the family. But I thank in advance and call those things that be not as though they were that what people are believing for, they're going to get because we're speaking sound words to them, which are your words, Lord. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen and amen. You know what the word amen means? It means so be it. That's the way it is. Bless God. I love speaking sound words. So when something tries to attack me, I go to the scripture and get a very sound word and I put it, I, I shut it down. Whether it be spiritual, physical or financial. The other day, the devil tried to attack me in my body. And I said, no, 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 no. You got to understand by his stripes, I am where he is. Call it what you want. Healed. I'm not moved by, by what I feel. I'm moved by what I said, by what I believe. So I only say what the Father says, and I only do what the Father says to do. That sounds like Jesus, don't it? That's what he said. I only say what my Father says, only do what my Father says to do. And that's, that's, that's not sound words. I don't know what it is. So that's how I live my life. 
by speaking words that are sound. Listen to my engines because this is how it all starts. I start out with words and I finish with words. I, I wake up in the morning, my God, and I have my morning devotion. When I go to bed at night, I use my words once again and say, Father, thank you that this day was the Lord's day. And I was glad and I shouted in it. And you give your beloved sleep and then I just go to bed. Just that simple. That's sound words. Kathy's coming right now with some great, glorious moments. And I want you to listen. People are so kind. They send in these wonderful, wonderful testimonies. And these are their words. Watch this and be blessed. Welcome to Glorious Moments. Jesse and I are thankful to God for every person that's been reached and every life that's been changed through our outreaches of our ministry that began 46 years ago. You know, we love hearing testimonies like this one that was sent in from a viewer in the United Kingdom. I know you're going to love it. It says, we received our miracle. We recently asked you and your prayer team for prayer for my son who was waiting on a kidney transplant for over five years. When we received your message, we called him and read it out to him, and I asked him to make sure he asked the medical staff for tests as he was going for dialysis the next day. He promised he would. As a result, he subsequently discovered that he was not even on the transplant list after five years of waiting. You can probably understand his frustration. That was on a Thursday, and by Monday, five days later, he had a call to say he received a donor kidney. He now has his new kidney and is back home. He knows himself that it was a miracle. Thank you so much for your prayers. God is good and we got his best. The relief is palatable, not just for him, but for all the family to know he has a new life. Praise the Lord. You know, Psalm 68 verse 19 says, what a glorious God. He gives us salvation over and over. Then daily he carries our burdens. We consider it a great honor to spread the good news about our glorious God to the world. You know, all of this is possible because of the faithful and generous financial support of our wonderful partners that share our vision to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16 verse 15 tells us that. You know, thank you partners for helping us to make a difference in the lives of precious souls all around the world. Together, we are reaching people we are changing lives one soul at a time, and we so appreciate all your support and your help and your prayers. God bless you today. Do you see yourself as a daughter of a king? Not just a king, but the king. If you could see yourself exactly how he does, would you see your life differently? You, my sister, are the king's daughter, and you were born for such a time as this. Kathy Duplantis' Glorious, a conference for women, March 25th and March 26th. Admission is free. Register online at JDM.org. Do you know we are part of God's plan? And he said that we would do the work that Jesus did and greater. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 2022 is the year for you to possess all that God has promised you. Raise your expectation. God has given you the ability to produce. Let's go do the work. I hope you're enjoying the program today. And I want to start off by saying thank you, partners, for being so courteous and kind to bless this ministry. 46 years of preaching this gospel, and we've never had a financial deficit. That's a sound word. 
Oh, I love that. So I, I can't thank you enough. We couldn't do it without you partners. And we also believe in the 30, the 60, and the 100 fold for you. Why? Those are sound words in Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 10. Go read it. It will bless you and minister greatly to you. You see what I'm saying? Those are sound words. And I want to thank every partner. There's nothing too small, nothing too big. Everything you send, listen to this. 100% of it goes in the world of evangelism. Me and Kathy have been debt-free since 1982. We have no concept of debt whatsoever at all. Then forgot about it. Think about that. You know, like the Italians say, forget about it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Because the, and how did you get out of debt? Sound words. What's words with that? Oh, no man, anything but to love him. That's in the scripture. Go read it, man. It, it's there. I know where it's at. I can tell you exactly where it is. Go find it. And you'll find a bunch of other sound words while you're looking for those too. You'll be blessed by it. I'm telling you. So partners, thank you. We're believing God for great things in this ministry. You know, and I, we're not slowing down whatsoever at all. Why? God keeps giving me projects and partners like you who faithfully support this ministry. And I can't thank you enough. And the anointing of increases on me. It is on me. And it'll come on you. And I mean that sincerely. Also for your February partnership, we're offering our message, Why Work? The Unrecognized Truth About Honest Labor. You know, God wants to bless the work of your hands, not watch you work by the sweat of your brow. He wants to bless you. And how, how do I get that? Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. You'll be blessed. It's amazing how God is using our social media platforms to spread the gospel. We're on Facebook, YouTube, I call Meta, whatever they call it, I think, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and a lot more. You'll always find a fresh word of encouragement every day. Jesse with the planets will never put you down. I mean that sincerely. If you're not connected yet, you can access them all at jdm.org. That's our website. And you'll be blessed by it. See, we use sound words all the time. We pray for you on a daily basis, not a Sunday basis. And I mean that sincerely. So thank you, partners, once again, for helping us. Because every dollar you send, 100% of it goes in the world evangelism. You've heard me say it many times. For every dollar you send, I get a soul into the kingdom. That's what I believe for. And that's exactly what I get. Now, that's a sound word. Don't miss next week, part two of Listen to the Engines, or you're going to be blessed. See you then. Bye-bye. Be encouraged with godly insight and wisdom as you stream the Jesse Duplantis Ministries podcast. Jesus said, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. You come boldly to the throne of grace. Each newly uploaded teaching by Jesse and Kathy will strengthen your faith and inspire you to live a prosperous life in Jesus Christ. Start walking in victory with just a click of a button. Subscribe to the JDM Podcast today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse the Planners. We have a new DVD and a great message entitled, Listen to Your Engines. Your words are the engines of your life. This thing will bless you, minister greatly to you. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? Go to our website, jdm.org, for all the ordering information. You need to get this because it's talking about what you say and how God hears what you say. Get it today. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. You can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I Never Learned to Doubt, now available at JDM.org. Now he just picks up Sarah and everything he's got and starts walking in the desert, which makes no sense. 
but he knows that God's word is sound. He's listening to the engines of God, which is his word, and his own engines. Let me say it again. Sound words impress upon the hearer a image of virtue, a fixing of the soul, a rule, a model that is pleasing to God. And how do you please God? Faith. 